Are you ready? Oh yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Welcome everybody to episode number 95 of the Gaming Hub. I'm your host Tyler, joined as always by our co-host. Let's start with Graham. Graham, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing good. I started out the week, like by the week I'm going to say after the last show, I uh, went and checked out this little known movie in theaters called Infinity War. I watched it in its IMAX glory and it was great. Not going to say uh, what happened, except it was weird seeing Luke Skywalker show up and join the Avengers. I was not ex- <laughs> not expecting that. Definitely threw me off. Yeah. Uh, as far as gaming goes, I've just played... Uh, actually, another thing... Wow, that was a pretty eventful night. Um, I finished God of War as well. I thought I had like six hours left at that point. <laughs> Turns out I had like 45 minutes, maybe less than that. So I got through the end of that. Nothing is really compelling me to go back. And I really did no side quest whatsoever. And I expected the game to force me to do these quests to, like, level up so I could, like, comp- like finish the game. But I didn't need to. And besides that, like, played some Breath of the Wild. I've been recording some videos for YouTube. Hopefully some people have been out there been watching it and uh, been enjoying it. Hopefully. If not, well, so, I've been enjoying playing it. So, Graham, question for you. And before I ask sure. this, uh, new email address, everybody, uh, thegaminghubpodcast at gmail.com. And you'll need to know that. Again, the thegaminghubpodcast at gmail.com. You'll need to know that when I ask Graham this question. So, Graham, does God of War in your eyes deserve a 10? Oh, a 10. That's tough, man. Like... To me, personally, I'm going to say no, because there's aspects of it which, like, it wasn't, like, just mind-blowing the whole way. Like, I've played better games. It's It was a uh-huh. great game. The best part of the game was the story, by far, the story. Okay. So, but it had some amazing elements, but I don't know if I would give it a 10. It's it's tough, right? It depends what I'm basing on. Like, you know, put me on spot. Would I give it a 10? Because most well, people gave it a 10, it. so... Yes, I did play it. But then, I played it just to get through it. Like, I was just... I was kind of on a mission, and I just wanted to finish the story, so... As okay. far as sinking time in, no, it's it's not a 10. The Witcher by, was by far a better game. So, you can send the okay. hate mail. Send the hate mail. I will read that hate mail. <laughs> Do it! And I will feel the hate, and I will send it back with love. I'll just crump right. up that hate and just bring it back with love. Or right. some explanations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Depending on how I feel. Sounds good. Uh, Steve, how are you this week? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, wh- one more week. One more week till uh, I'm done for the semester. And then, yeah, and like we said last week, yes, summer doesn't technically start, but summer starts starting Friday oh, until for sure. August. Because school's out. It's just work. Work yeah. is easy. Too easy. And I get to play... Hopefully more video games. There's always stuff yeah. that seems to pop up, but I'm excited for that. Um, by the time you're listening to this, the uh, Angels will have already beat the Twins at least twice, and, and maybe oh, even sure. times. Yeah. For the for those of you on uh, on Dash right now, because we beat them on Friday, so that's always fun. Because uh, it's fun to, you know, beat 
Tyler's team and Graham's, but his baseball team's garbage. So, you know, we'll settle for Tyler's team. Well, well they are actually decent. Yeah, yeah I'll say, bad. are they garbage? They're the kind of garbage. You're, you're talking crap about them, but you probably know more about them being better than I do, so... I do. They're, they're they actually have a better... strong argument there, Steven. They, they don't have Showtime, though, and uh, Showtime uh, went Showtime uh, yesterday, so... Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, we'll see you Sunday. video game world. We're, we're a video game podcast, not yeah. sports podcast. Um, you know, I, I've been Speaking studying sports. finals mostly, no. <laughs> kidding. and uh, so I haven't played all that much, but I have... You know, got a couple more videos of God of War. I'm loving it. I disagree wholeheartedly with Graham. I, I'm not nearly as far as Graham, obviously. I haven't beaten it. I'm like 10 hours in, but this game's absolutely a 10, okay? There's no question about it. But I've also started playing Breath of the Wild again, and fucking Graham over here got You're me welcome. into trying to find all 900 fucking Korok seeds, and I did. I got all the Korok seeds in the first area because of Graham. Thanks a lot, and not not actually thank you. But <laughs> I, I, Breath of the Wild is another game that's absolutely a masterpiece, and I'm excited to play it again because it's just amazing. Yeah. So I, I'm hope to uh, I'll be finishing God of War after this week's over, and then continuing Breath of the Wild, and then starting something else. Okay, the- so sure. I'm just gonna bring this to attention because you mentioned it. So you're replaying Breath of the Wild. We'll say replay. You didn't finish it. You were close enough. We'll give you... We'll, we'll, we'll round it up saying that you passed it. So now you're playing Breath of the Wild again. After you finish God of War, do you think you'll be going back to it? Yes. Okay, you're saying that, but will you? Yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm curious. Yes. It's, and when, it's when absolutely game I wonder how far you'll go through it the second time. That's a good question. I, I don't know if I'd finish it again, but I, I definitely want to. I feel like wanna, you're gonna I, do it just to see the 4K and the HDR I, and I see how amazing see it, it is. I want to see it in 4K. Yeah. Um, but I am loving the game, so I, I don't know. But you'll know the, the story, though, right? Are fun. Yeah, but the story is always fun to go back to. I don't think I'll start it right away. I don't think I'll go straight to beating it to starting over. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe next mm-hmm. year, probably next year. Well, I'll probably start a new one in 4K. <laughs> Just to like see it, and then you know, probably not go very far in it. I'm but, hearing probably next year, but I'm thinking no, it's next not year happen. when there's when there's nothing going on around the summertime. I'm already looking at playing Persona Five again, and it's been a year since I beat it. So yeah, okay. Well, what Steve, about you, Tyler? You know, we'll let well, you talk. Well, for, yeah, thanks. Uh, hey, first of all, um, yeah, there, there's a third person. <laughs> we we, we so, let them out every once in a while. Yeah. So, first of all, Steve, uh, your time isn't the only thing Graham ruined this week. We'll get to that later. But (laughs) you're guilty by association, Graham. Okay, by association. (laughs) So, (laughs) but... uh, So are you. (laughs) That's true. No. You both are. I'm I'm squeaky clean here. (laughs) So, anyway, um, I'm good. Uh, You know... (laughs) Not some, not a great week, uh, you know, in the professional life this week. I mean, everything's fine, but you know, not ideal. It's, uh, you know, just a little more frustrating than anything else. And uh, when you rely on, you know, a lot of other people to make it, so you're just like able to do your job. And I don't mean like, I don't mean able to be like successful. I mean able to actually do it. <laughs> then. It's frustrating when that doesn't come through, and now I kind of have to stop what I do every day and do something else for the next few months. So 
that's frustrating. Um, I'm sure that makes absolutely zero sense to everybody listening, but I don't want to go into a lot of details, so I won't. Um, Game-wise, uh, you know, decent week. Played some MLB the show this week. Uh, I had a good time with that. Been putting those videos up on YouTube. By the way, um, look up the Gaming Hub podcast on YouTube uh, and, and uh, make sure you subscribe there. Uh, we really appreciate if you do that. And hit like on our videos. We appreciate that as well. So along with YouTube... And our new email address, which is thegaminghubpodcast at gmail.com. There's other ways to join our community and take part. We'd love sure it is. if you head on over to Twitch. Uh, on Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub there. And uh, we'll be doing a ton of stuff for E3, and we'll be announcing all that in the next few weeks. But we will have like comprehensive coverage of E3 2018. If Graham doesn't ruin it all before then. But... Association, association. <laughs> so, <Don't> let me stress. <laughs> so, but yeah, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch, and also uh, Facebook. Heading over, head on over to the Gaming Hub forums on Facebook. Uh, join up there. When you do that, you can submit questions. Be right on the show. And if uh, once if your question's read, you're into our monthly giveaway. If you're drawn, you win uh, a cool prize in the last episode of every single month. We just did one. Last week, kind of special for Star Wars week, gave away a digital copy of Star Wars Episode Eight, so that was kind of cool. Uh, Twitter, you can go follow us at TXH Gaming Hub there as well. And if you're on Twitter or Facebook or Twitch, you'll see the link to our Discord page, which is growing uh, at a pretty good uh, pace. And we've got some good discussion going on in there pretty much all week long, so thank you guys for that. Really appreciate that. Yep. That's about it for all of our plugs. Oh, if you're listening on Dash Radio, we want to say thank you for that. Hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And we'd love if you take part in the community. And if you're listening on Dash, uh, the best way to make sure you catch every single episode is to subscribe to our show on iTunes or CastBox or Pocket Cast or whatever it is that you listen to shows like ours on. So with that... Gentlemen, let's head into news for the week. And Graham, we're going to get you in going the right news. away. All right. I'm all grabbed right. up. Let me go. Graham's here. He's ready. Uh, you know, <laughs> earlier this week, it took him some time to formulate his defense. We were waiting, but it, he came through. Um, <laughs> but he's ready because Nintendo Switch has announced, or Nintendo has announced, their online service for the Nintendo Switch for yes. just $20 a year. That's and that price. features, it's a great price, and it's a its a super great value because it features absolutely zero virtual console and still having to do chat through the app on your phone. So, Graham, what are your thoughts on, okay. on this overall? First of all, everyone is just jumping to speculations that they're not going to do this or they're not or they're taking this way. So, by how it's worded, Yes, there's going to be no, I do this in quotation marks, you can't see, but just believe me, quotation marks, virtual console. So it's not going to be called virtual console, but it could potentially, because I don't know, nobody knows, Nintendo knows, I'm sure they know, uh, it could be called something else. So they're basically saying they're not going, it's not going to be officially called virtual console, but they're still going to be offering older titles that would be on virtual console, for free. So I think when it starts, you get 20, there's going to be 20 plus games, and it seems like it's going to be added to it as it goes. So it's got the big titles, it's got your Mario's, it's got your Zelda's, 
well, that's all I care about. No, but it's it's got, like I said, 20 games. So I know people are like, ah, no virtual console. And yes, I have a 3DS. I've paid for games on virtual console. It would be amazing for it to transfer over. But okay, let's compare it to other systems and consoles. PlayStation. Okay, so you have PS Now or PlayStation, whatever it's called. It's a streaming service. And I heard it's and there's so much input lag and stuff like that that games are pretty much unplayable. They don't let you download it to your hard drive so you could play it without these problems. And you have to pay for it. So I don't. there's a lot of hate going towards Nintendo, and I feel like I have to stick up for them because they're offering now what these other systems are offering. Not as much content, but they're just starting. Give them a chance. And it's for 20 bucks a year. So I think you should all just give it a chance and wait till it's officially announced. So, and yes, there's no legit. So, okay, Graham, Steve, Steve, real quick, real quick, Steve. I just want to ask Graham a question. So, and then I'll let you go on this, and then I have some follow-up questions for Graham. So, Graham, you didn't hit on cloud storage. <laughs> Oh, no. But don't, no, no, I'm going to hit on that. Okay, so, Steve, I'll turn it to you, and then I have follow-up questions for Graham. So, go ahead. <laughs> so, so there's so much to, to hit on here. Yes, we'll start with cloud storage, just because you brought it up. You're the only console charging, charging people for cloud storage. That's bullshit. They are becoming the Apple of the gaming world. And I... I'm stealing that from uh, one of our viewers on Twitch. By the way, we we stream all our shows on Twitch as well, so you guys can catch us every Friday night on Twitch. And yeah, absolutely, Plasmid. That's some Apple shit right there, charging you for things that everyone else does for free. Um, but I don't want to... We, we got into the phone thing a while ago, so I won't get into that again. But yeah, you can't charge for cloud storage when Microsoft and Sony do it for free, okay? And it's not speculation that uh, virtual console is not coming to the Switch at this time because Nintendo has said to a lot of the major people like Kotaku that there are no, there are currently no plans to bring classic games together under the virtual console banner. Yeah, that's what I said. said. That's, that's right. That's not speculation. That. No, no, that's I'm not saying speculation. Quote. I'm saying you said speculation. it's not going to be called virtual console. It could be called something else, potentially. They're just saying the banner. That means the title. That doesn't mean the games or what it, the functionality. It's just saying Graham, it's not virtual console. Graham, that would be Graham. That would no, okay. Personally, okay. virtual it's console just, is a stupid name. So they're like, oh my god. Gonna, oh my okay. We're gonna come out with a better name. Graham, Graham, and then I'm talking, and you're like, let's Graham, just cut off all his points. So hey, hang on, Steve. But Graham, that's like. That's like if Disney came out and said there's not going to be a, a an episode ten under the Star Wars banner, and you could be like, well, they they might call it Star Battles. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. no, no, Graham, <laughs> that's not an argument. No, I, I mean, I like Nintendo. Don't get me wrong. And honestly, I might be the only one who doesn't give two shits about um like voice chat because I don't play my Nintendo games for multiplayer. But there are people that do, and honestly, it's 2018. Sony and, and Microsoft have been having voice chat since, like, 2008. Like, voice chat that worked well. So this should not be a thing 10 years later that, that you need to run through your phone. That's ridiculous. 
Okay, well, and and again, I don't care about voice chat because I'm not playing any of my Nintendo consoles uh, for like multiplayer. But I do think their announcement kills any chance of like EA taking uh, the Switch seriously. Like they're not going to spend any money or time putting um, what's it called, like FIFA or Madden or any of those games like done well on the Switch. Okay, they've done a few of them. I don't. It's not worth it to them. It's not worth it to them with all the like uh, fucking hoops they have to jump through. I, I don't think it's worth it for like EA to put their multiplayer games on the Switch because the, it, it's just a pain in the ass to use. I wonder how many people are actually going to play those games on the Switch. I, that's just my thoughts. I'll let one of you two go. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely closer to Steve's side on this, as you might imagine, Graham. Um, but I want to ask you this. So you say, like, give them a chance. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. They're new to this. Like, the fact that they're new to this is their fault. And let me ask you this. If in 2013, five years ago, if Microsoft came out and announced the Xbox One and said, this is going to be our online service for the Xbox One, what would have happened? <laughs> Are you looking for an answer? Is that yeah? Seriously, question? what would have happened? <laughs> well, and you can even make that argument. What would have happened if Sony did that? And well, like, you could people, do that with anybody? Yeah. Yeah, but so, but but I, I'm not gonna call them out. But there are a few places that that tend to be more Sony leaning. And I'll give them credit. Like Sony has the better games. There's no no question about that. And they've done this generation so much better. But even like Sony, if they came out with this shit, they would not get the pass that Nintendo has. And you okay, can argue Graham. that all you want, but... No, no, no. okay, so I'm going to agree with you, too, on a, a couple points. So, do, is it confirmed that the only way to get cloud storage is by paying for this service? Yes, it's in their yes. little fucking picture that says, here's what you get if you buy, like, the online thing, and then here's what you get if you don't. And, yep. like, you know, those little dots? Yeah, yep. and red was the cloud storage. Okay, so I don't agree with not allowing cloud storage. That should be a free service from all consoles. There's no excuse, and that's definitely a misstep on their part. And another one is, yes, this voice chat is a complete disaster. And But there is, I don't know where I got this information from, but I've been reading some stuff on this. And they think that when Super Smash Brothers for the Switch comes out, then they're going to have, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to do away with this mobile phone party chat bullshit. Like, it's, it is ridiculous. And I think they're realizing, yes, this was very stupid. But I think it was Splatoon 2 was coming out. And then they kind of, like, they rushed and stuff. It's like, okay, this is a first-person shooter, like a team space sport. We need some form of communication yeah. And they're like, we, we messed up. So I really think, because it's got to, they got to come to their senses and come up with something better than this bullshit they got. Because I'm not going to buy that stuff. I'm not. And if you're going to make games and you're going to be competitive with these other companies and consoles and systems, you need, you need good party chat. And that is definitely a misstep. And... I, I really like to be the optimistic person here and think that they are going to figure this out and it's going to come through. So, so well, I'm, yes. 
I'll be the pessimist then, because I know Nintendo, and Nintendo has done this with, with their, their handhelds. What are the chances that this year at E3, Nintendo announces, like, a Nintendo Switch, like, I, I don't even want to call it a pro. I'll just call it Nintendo Switch, like, 2.0, that, like, now has... Um, Bluetooth? Like headphone, yeah. <laughs> Bluetooth? Like, yes, exactly. Simple. And charge you another $400 when the Switch just came out, what, like, a year ago at this point. Like, that. I don't put that past Nintendo at all. Because I was just looking. I literally had my Pro Controller in my hand, and I'm looking at it, and there's no place to plug, like, a headphone jack into. And honestly, that's kind of like... Xbox they're, they're not looking forward into their... Um, or they're not forward planning. Okay, so it's only Bluetooth, and I don't know if even the Switch has Bluetooth capabilities right now. So I'm almost wondering if we're going to see, like, a Switch, like, an upgraded version of the Switch, like the DS had the 3DS and the 3DS XL and the DSi and all that. that that's what I want to know. Well, and so, Graham, you're the optimist, Steve, you're the pessimist. I'll try to play the role of in, in between, okay? I'll call you Goldilocks. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> so... Go on. In, in, in 2018, like, how is this okay, though? It. So, Steve, to one of your earlier points, like, you don't, you you said you don't care because you don't play Nintendo to to go into to party chat or voice chat or whatever game chat, yeah, and do all that. But is that maybe because you? It's never been an option. But even, uh, no, even with because, PlayStation, though, we do the same thing. Yeah, and honestly, I was going to say that. I, I'll give a little benefit of the doubt here, because I don't do it with PlayStation just because I'm so used to my Xbox and my headset is sure. X-specific. And actually, I think I can plug this one into my uh, PlayStation, but we always party up on the, the Xbox. I don't think it's because it's not there. I just think all my friends are on the Xbox, so that's where I'm going to hang out. And again... PlayStation is the same way. If I if I would have been on the PlayStation, I'm sure I would have bought a PS4 instead of an Xbox mm-hmm. One um, yeah. to to start. Now I have both. I have like the you know the Pro and the X, and I love both of them. And I've been playing more of my Pro, but again, I we party up and we party up on the Xbox. So I I think yeah. that has more to do with it. It's just the fact that Xbox was first, so that's what I like. And so I'll give them some a little credit there. I just wonder how many people actually would use voice chat. Um, well, I, especially... I, think, I, I think if it became part of the ecosystem and part of what they can do, then, yeah, I mean, it might be slow growth first, but I think eventually it would just become mainstream there. It would, be become, it would, be, it would become something people do. Yeah. And just yeah. like it did on Xbox and just like it did on PlayStation. Sure, and then, sure. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, like, especially I have a question. That's quick, the only though, console that people have. Well, not really a question. Um, that's what I want to know, actually, what you just said, Graham. I would love, I don't think it's even possible, but I would love to see the numbers on people that only own a Switch. The Switch is their only gaming device. And maybe they had a Wii U before that and a Wii before that, but, like, they don't own Microsoft or PlayStation. They only own a Switch. I wonder what those numbers are. Well, okay, so here's my response to that, though. So Switch has a business model of, of, you know, they built this console to try to attract more third-party games. Would we all agree Which with that? Which they did. Which they did. And they did. But, they did. But, Graham, both of you, like, where is the focus of all of those third-party games today? It's not so much on single-player. Multiplayer. It's on multiplayer. Yeah. 
Oh, and, for sure, but... And for multiplayer, you know, a lot of people like to have the headset on. Mm-hmm. And sure, that can become toxic really fast. And I don't want to hear some garbage like what Sony says when they say that they're not going to do, like, cross-platform play, where they just want to, you know, protect the kids. It's all about the kids, you know? Yes. Um, no, it's because they don't have good security but... on their network, and they're worried that it's going to be an easy out or in to their network for people to hack it. Sure. Well, let's see. I'm not and, just making this up, but I mean, it, yeah. it seems plausible, doesn't it? Because so, well, I mean, Sony's been hacked way more, and it could just be because they're bigger. Well, Same I mean, reason. to be fair though, Xbox has been pretty vulnerable as well in the last That's couple true. years. True. So, but at the same time, I think Sony is pretty proprietary about their stuff. They don't want to share. Yes. And, but I think this is the way that game is going. It, it's going to this connection, not not just that single player experience. And when we look at awesome, fantastic single player games, most of them today are exclusives to a console. And there are exceptions: Witcher Three, etc. But GTA. Well, yeah. Well, GTA. But that, that has, but that has an online component though that's Fallout. taken over and dominated, right? So, Fallout's a good example. Yeah, Fallout's a good well, example. Just, yeah, but the, but then but for every every Fallout, I can list every Witcher Three. I can list. I can list a God of War. I can list a Zelda, a Mario. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for single-player games that are exclusive to a console. Like, those single-player experiences are exclusive, but your your developers that develop for across all platforms, they include that multiplayer component. I think Steve's absolutely right when with EA, especially when it comes to sports games, because, Graham, EA sports games now, what drives them? Which mode? Oh, online, for sure. Yeah, ult- well, an ultimate team especially, right? Yeah. And that has a big time online component to it but you need you don't need party chat for ultimate team though no but it's not the same experience if you don't have it and and then to your other point uh okay you get these games and sure you get super mario brothers 3 which some people say is the greatest video game ever made which it very well might be it's a very very good game back in the day it was awesome yeah (laughs) But, and there's lots of other games. You get the original Legend of Zelda and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Graham, how many of those games do I get to pick? What do you mean, how many of those games do you get to pick? How many of the 20 that I get do I get to choose? You'd... (laughs) you'd The answer is zero. The answer is zero. They tell me which 20 I'm going to play. play Sure. And and I get it. They're free. They're included. It's going to be like a Netflix-style service. Which, cool, I guess. Stupid. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. But I would rather pick the games. And here's the thing. Like, okay, so they're going to do this, and they're going to give you these free games, and that's all great, and it's cute, and it's good. But... On PlayStation, I get, what, two free games every month? Yep. On PlayStation 4, just for having their service. And the yeah, grant it's more money, but they're definitely better games, and they're not 30 years old. And on Xbox, same deal. Xbox has fantastic games with gold this month. Yeah, but so, see, I'm just doing the argument... About sure. Virtual Console, because Virtual Console are mostly older games, so these are right. the older games. So yeah, but you don't. The problem is you don't get to keep them. 
That's my issue. That's what. That's what's stupid to me. It's not. I'm. I'm not pitching that. Like they're giving us options for 20 free games, or not 20 free games. You're paying for the service, but like 20 games you can play. But how long do we get to play them for? But and this... what happens if I'm in the middle of like Super Mario Brothers? I think is on there, and and then all of a sudden it's getting taken off in the next wait, month. Wait, and wait, I don't wait, have wait. Time to I, finish it. I don't think they're getting taken off though. I you don't. They're... Yeah, they are. We don't because they're doing twenty either. games. We're, we're, they're they're doing twenty games with uh, with new update titles being added. Cramp, so yeah, like but they didn't Netflix say one's being service, taken away though. If it's a Netflix type service, it's going to be taken away because yep. that's what happens. They add games, they take them away. They say, I this imagine is all speculation though. Nobody said no. it's a Netflix service. We're making this up. Where it said it's a Netflix. No, no, service. I've I've actually read know. in no Graham. I've read in, in the articles that it's it's designed to be a Netflix type service. Yeah. Where and certain games come in, certain games go out, and it's going to be a base, you know, list of twenty. And if it's not, I'll come on this show and say I was wrong. I yeah. think you're going to be coming I, on the show and saying it's wrong. No, I not. don't think so. We're not. We're nope. not. You can. You're going to be the one. But if it's like how I compare it to is Games Pass and PS Now, and then well, PS Now you don't, but Games Pass you can buy the titles for a discount. If you if that's the case, if these games are being added because they're being added with like multiplayer chat features and all that, and that's what makes me think it's not necessarily just the game ported over. I mean, it might be, but if I can buy those titles, then I'm not going to be as upset. Mm -hmm. But if it's if it's a service where I'm like I have to beat this game in a certain amount of time and it gets removed and then I can never play it again, I I, I honestly might never play the game because I. I have limited time. You have limited time. Graham, you have limited time. There's yep. so much new stuff coming out as well. So it's like I want to pick up these games and play them when I feel like it. The reason I play a lot of the backwards compatible titles too on the Xbox. And I don't want it to be taken away. Um, so, and so it's like why even start it? So well, take – oh, go ahead, Graham. I'm sorry. I would say, you know, all these games and I'll probably never even ever play them. So that doesn't really matter to me. Um but another thing you were talking about, if you you don't get to keep the games, well, that's the same with the free games you get from PlayStation. Once you don't have PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus, you don't those games are gone. You don't get access to them, and I that's how it used to be with Xbox. But I'm pretty sure now you keep them for good. So no, Xbox you, originally was you keep them for good, and now it's not anymore. Now it's not it's okay. The other so way. then, yep. so you were saying about Nintendo that so. Every other console's doing that, so it's not really a strong argument there. Well, I sure, but okay, so if we're going to say that that Nintendo, sure, every other console's doing that, that's fair. Totally fair. No, it's not. But it's no, not. no, hang on, Steve. It's not it the is, same no, argument, hang on, though. hang on, though. It is fair, okay. but that it's only fair to hold Nintendo to the same damn standard for online service that every other console maker has. Yeah. And well, it's not and the it's, same thing. It's though. not there. So real quick, like Graham, you've played like almost all these games before, right? Like you've had Nintendo systems forever. Yes. Yes. Right. I, I I've even downloaded and, my 3ds, but never yeah, played them. Sure. So, but think about it and just set aside. I'm setting aside like the podcast host title right now, and I'm putting on like just the video game fan in me, right? Mm -hmm. yep. The biggest reason I bought a Nintendo Switch was Virtual Console was to go back and play these games that I've missed over how many generations of of Nintendo consoles. Same. Because 
I didn't. I, I, I wasn't like you, Graham. I didn't have every Nintendo system. I had an, an NES as a little kid. And then the, the next Nintendo system I, I owned was Nintendo Switch. So it was an opportunity for me to go. And, and they, they could have said this a year and a half ago. And they didn't. And in fact, they kind of teased Virtual Console a couple of times. Oh, yeah. So, this is unacceptable to me. As somebody who spent $300 on the system, and, 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 and Virtual mm-hmm. Console is one of the biggest reasons I did. They could have said a year and a half ago, we have no plans to bring Virtual Console to this, to this console. They didn't. And in but, fact, they talked about when we might see it. But keep in mind, though, they said it won't be under the banner of Virtual no, Console. I, no, so BS. That I don't buy that. Well, I know, but because just... wouldn't wouldn't they come? Wouldn't they want to? Wouldn't they want to get rid of all the negative stuff around this announcement by saying, "Yeah, it might not be under the banner, but we'll have something else." They well, didn't add that, but we'll have something else. Part. Yeah, I I, I want to fucking you know I'm, argue I'm, against that I'm, earlier I'm point made by Graham. Here, it's not the same as PlayStation or Xbox. PlayStation or Xbox, if you stop your online service, yes, you do lose those games. But guess Dang. what? Let's say a year from a year later you decide to rebuy Xbox Live Gold. Guess what you can play again? Those games. Guess what you can't do on the Switch if Switch decides to take away if, the games if, from the service? If, if, if. That's, that's the way they're if. making it. That's it's a not big a big if. if. It's a you don't highly know. probable you if. You don't know. That's still an if. It's highly, not the same highly argument. Probable. So, <laughs> okay, call, all right. You relax. Everybody relax. We're getting really emotional. We're getting really... Steve. Or PS Plus, you lose those games that you downloaded the PS Plus games. Okay? Switch is of the case where they might take it away from you even if you continue play, paying for those online services. Yeah. So, no, you can't compare those two. You can't do it. But I am with you, Tyler. I bought my Switch. I'm less like you as well, though. But I bought my Switch because I thought we were going to get a lot of virtual console games. I thought we were going to get a lot of uh, remasters. I want to see a Legend of Zelda like collection with like Wind Waker, yes, uh, Skyward Sword, and but Twilight Princess. What I'm afraid and, of now, though, on that note, Steve, what I'm afraid of, real quick, is we're going to see more remasters now. Rather than, you know, true. rather than having virtual console where I can get it for, you know, I don't know, 10 bucks or whatever... We're going to see collections and remasters where I'm going to pay 60 And I don't like that either. I, I didn't like remasters with Xbox One or PS4 either. Yeah. Steve, I'm sorry. But, Go ahead. But No, no. I'll, I'll go on that point, too. I, I agree with you there. The remastered thing is kind of shady because if you think about it, like Dark Souls remastered is coming out real soon. How much does that cost you? It's 40 It's 40 I don't know if you guys actually knew that off the top of your head. $40. Not a full price game. I just bought Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. You know how much that cost me? $60. They charged me full price for a remastered game from the Wii U. That's ridiculous, but that is absolutely a Nintendo thing to do. And that's a thing I can see happening in the future. When uh, Skyrim Collector's Edition or Special Edition came out, that was full price. Yeah, but it's not every game. No, it's not every game. Nintendo release games are going to be $60, and you know it. But Nintendo has the unique, the unique like 
position of being both a console maker and a developer, right? So they have a lot of control over that. And yeah, but think about it. You, Microsoft's remastered of Halo Master Chief Collection. It was $60, I think. But you, it got, was. you got four games. With all the and multiplayer a, for all the games, yeah. You got a, yeah. a fifth game, too, as well. Because yeah. they gave you ODST for free. If so you, like, yeah, if you got it in the launch window, yeah. yeah. So I can yeah. stomach $60 for all the K- Halo campaigns put together. Like, that is easy yep. for me. And and they drop their prices. And Microsoft is of, of the type where, like, you could probably pick up Master Chief Collection for like thirty or forty bucks at most. That this it's not running for sixty dollars. Nintendo Breath of the Wild is still like sixty bucks. Well, their games, even if you get their Super Nintendo games and their NES games, there's you. Well, you play way more than they were back then, but they don't lose their value for some reason. I don't know if because they're great games or they don't make a ton of them. But well, seriously, like those games. The older value. There's an argument to be made that Nintendo is a... Well, every corporation is. But Nintendo seems to be the most money-grubbing um, of all the all the three. They, th- to me, they're the ones, like, trying to pinch every single dime they can from your pockets. And it seems to be that way. The way no virtual console, no transferring... Like Xbox, you know, you bought a game on the 360, guess what? If it's backwards compatible, you don't have to buy it again. Nintendo's like... You know, you bought it on the Wii, buy it again on the Wii U. <laughs> well, Sony's like, if you want to play this, you already bought it, but you got to pay and you stream it. You can't download it. So you, you can make arguments with each console. And another point I want to bring up, too, is now with uh, Minecraft coming out for the Switch, they've linked it over with the Xbox, so the achievements cross over from the Switch to the Xbox. So they're actually breaking the barriers down and Switch and the Xbox are more coinciding with each other. But PlayStation is like, nope, not having any part of this. So another thing with this happening, is there a chance that the Switch could integrate Discord and like maybe use that for their voice chat? Like maybe they're going to look for a third party instead of, we can't no, figure this didn't, out. Didn't Let's Microsoft sell them a hundred different peripherals. Yeah, but I don't know if they had proprietary like exclusivity or whatever. I'm that could be pretty sure they play, will. But, but I, well, maybe because I, I say, but there's PC why, why too. Would but, they, why would they? Why would they? Why would they spend the money if everybody else can get it too? You know. I think I they're mean, kind of shifting the goalposts there, Graham. So, well, here, here's my here's my last question on this topic. Cause we're getting emotional about <laughs> a, about a system that I don't even know Passion, where my man. where Passion. I don't even I don't even know where mine is right now, but. <laughs> And I have no motivation from this week's announcements to find it. Actually, I have two more questions. But one is this. For for a, a console maker, Nintendo, that has been so innovative and pushed the envelope in hardware for the last, you know, few decades. Because they have. They have uh, they've set the tone and they've set the pace in many, many ways. With uh, the original NES and then revolutionary with the, the the Wii and now again with the Switch we recognize them for that innovation we have on this show too and they deserve it but how in the hell are they so far behind on the online part and why do we give them a pass I think that was just it wasn't their priority priority like right from the get-go like xbox was the first one they led the charge 
Then PlayStation followed, and then Nintendo's like, no, we don't really care and stuff like that. So, yes, they are really late into the game. And I honestly, there's there's evidence that that is not their priority. That's not their goal. They're not concerned about that. <laughs> and, like, us, like, more hardcore gamers that do voice chat and yeah. competitive online and stuff like that, that was never Nintendo's game plan. They're, like, the family console, but they're, like, we got to reach out to, like, third party and let people who want to play this type of game. So they are they're way behind. They're, I'll say yeah. that a million times over. But they're but, cool with that, and we're so, not. But So, okay, follow up. Follow up. And I'll, and I'll direct this to Steve. Follow up. Um. Yeah, Graham, I, I can see that. And but I personally, and again, the Gaming Hub Podcast at Gmail dot com. Before I say this, <laughs> but um, I personally think that X that Microsoft is the most responsive to fan wishes and demand over time. And and yeah, they had a huge misstep in twenty thirteen, but ever since then. They've listened to fan feedback and adjusted their console and adjusted their service to meet what fans want. And I think that's really important. So for Nintendo to just turn their... Now, I don't want to say turn their nose up at it, but just ignore that. And in, in not just Graham with, with hardcore gamers, but in an age where people go to freaking concerts and spend the whole time staring at their phone recording it rather than experiencing it themselves. We live in a connected world. This is, that's where the world is now. People want to be connected, and, and the younger the generations get, the more that becomes true. So, this is no longer a world where it's about experiencing something by yourself. It's about sharing that experience with others. And the fact that Nintendo has ignored that, to me, is something they don't get a pass on. Steve, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I don't see how you can give a pass just because they didn't want to do it. Okay? I, I don't get a pass in school. Well, that that was kind of your argument. I don't get a pass in school if I don't want to write an essay. I, just, I don't feel like doing it, so I get a pass. That's not fair well, to anyone. <laughs> it's not, though. That was what school, you basically you're, you're, said. You, you that's what you said. I, I mean, people the give school them a analogy. Pass. People give them a pass because they they weren't concentrating on it. That's that's a ridiculous argument, in my opinion. I, I again, I just I don't think they need I, it, or at least in my mind, I don't buy the Switch. I didn't buy it for for multiplayer games. I bought it for like Fire Emblem, your Animal Crossings, even though that's a multiplayer game. Um, but Fire Emblem, like, like my JRPGs that I don't get on my Xbox, and I again, like we all, at least I do, I, I favor my Xbox a little more, but. PlayStation and Nintendo have so many better RPGs, and that's like my favorite game type. Mm. So I I buy a lot on both consoles. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just I like Nintendo. I like a lot of the games they put out. I love all their like the the games they make. But I think some of the shit they've been doing is is questionable at at best and and really shady at at worst. So. Last thing I want to ask before we move on, because we have to move on at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to have a two-hour show night, just about this. But do you think that Nintendo announced this now, like literally a month out of E3, month before, do you think they announced it now so that, because they knew 
the the reception was not going to be overwhelmingly strong, and they want to get it out of the way now, so they don't have to deal with the backlash when all eyes are on the gaming world in in, in a month in Los Angeles for E3. Absolutely. In fact, I I think it was uh, I think it was Destin Legary on on Twitter, who basically made this the same comment, like what you just asked, was that um. Nintendo's going to do this soon so they don't have to do it at E3 because no one's going to want to hear this at E3. And honestly, it might be a case of they do this now and then their E3 is like where they post or do a lot of amazing stuff like their Nintendo Direct back when they announced the Switch. I thought that was an amazing conference. If if that's similar or if that's how E3's conference is going to be, I might think about forgiving them. Um, cause there's still a lot of stuff on the switch. I like, I love playing my switch. I just wish there was a little more to it, but I'll let Graham go. What I was going to say is yes, I'm sure they got that out of the way. Cause it's like negativity and all that stuff. But optimist in me says they got there cause they got so much going to be delivered at E3 that they don't have time for that. So they figured this is something we get out of the way first, but no, that's probably not true. Um, yeah, they probably like, this is probably not going to go over that well because people are expecting this. Or maybe they're just setting you guys up to be angry and then they're going to show stuff and blow your mind. You're going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to eat my words. Where's those words? Because I'm hungry and I'm going to eat them. Graham, I so, hope I do eat my words. I, I, I really I hope do. So I too. don't want people to fail. I'm not a dick. Okay. <laughs> I want people to succeed. I, I mean, these are companies, so, you know, I don't want them to, like, yeah become monopoly but, but i want people but, who bought the switch to be happy that they have it right yes. and yeah they should be they're like there's lots of reasons no, like if there's party two chat reasons is... mario and zelda that's the only reason right now yeah, well, but there's well, more there's let, let's not forget there's pokemon they, there's smash brothers let's not forget they have they have games that have been that have been nominated for game of the year in multiple years yeah, that's true. Mario Kart. So, yeah. so there's maybe three, so, and Donkey Kong makes four. Two of those yeah. games came out on the Wii. Actually, well, shit, Zelda came out on the Wii U too, but it wasn't a remaster from the Wii right. U. Right. So two of those games came out from the Wii U, or yeah. from the Wii U, straight like literally remastered from the but, Wii U. So I just say have an open mind and just see what happens, and then if we don't get that, and just then I'll and I'll lash out at them. Well, but I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to speculate and lash out at what we think is their game sp- plan is because we don't know their game plan. Well, no, Graham, I'm going off what they told us. Yes. Yes. I'm not. I'm not going off of what I think about what they're going to do. I'm going off what they told us they're doing, and that's not okay. Like it's what they're doing is not acceptable in the 2018 gaming world. It, so, thankfully, though, the the one thing that I'll give them credit for is they're only charging twenty dollars a year for this. Mm-hmm. If they came out and wanted like sixty bucks a year, like like Xbox Live or or uh, PSN, uh, PS Plus, like oh yeah, definitely, yeah. like we'd be absolutely we'd crushing them right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think we're crushing them. We're just keeping them sort of honest here with. Like don't don't sit here and put up your site saying you get all this great stuff. You get cloud saves. Well, everybody else gets that for freaking free. Yep. Yeah, like, that's. If, yeah, if you want to be if you want to be part of the big boys club, 
and you claim to be, and you should be because you've sold a shit ton of consoles in the last, you know, year plus, then you gotta act like it. Mm-hmm. In every way, not just the ways that you want to. So, that's where I'm at. But anyway, guys, let's move on. Right. We I got, just want yeah, to throw in go one ahead, Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I'm just wondering, because I'm thinking about this all voice chat, because I'm trying to think of ideas. Yeah. What is it possible, not saying you guys know the answer, but could they just come out with a different type of dock that would solve this problem? So basically you still keep your Switch unit, obviously, the brains and all that stuff. Can you make a dock that actually when it's docked, boom, you have voice chat? Is that possible? I'm so sure it is. Charge eight dollars for it. One. Yeah, well, but how much they charge for it or whatever? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I should pay sixty dollars for the fucking courtesy of having voice chat. No, no yeah, but but no, but it might offer other stuff. Maybe it'll be a four K update. Who knows, right? And, Maybe and just, the next yeah. generation. Well, I kind of doubt that. A four K. update. Come on, you're a Graham. Graham, let's get a 1080p update first. Let's get realism first, okay? All right. Yes, they can update Bluetooth. All right, on to the next topic. Anyway, okay, Graham's ready to give up now. Graham's ready to move on. All right. My shield dump is gone. Yep, Graham's tapping out. Okay, let's move on. Speaking of E3, PlayStation finally announced their E3 conference. It's going to take place Monday, June 11th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, exact same uh, block of time that they had in previous years. They have said they're going to focus on the big four games, which will be Death Stranding, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, and The Last of Us 2. So my question for you guys is, um, just by saying those four games, have they already won E3? <laughs> mm. Honestly, I expected more from them. A little bit. I mean, I, I knew we'd see Death Stranding and Last of Us 2. What, why are they... Okay, Spider-Man comes out in three, four months. Why do I need to see anything more from that? It's just like, hey, we have this? Cool. I feel like E3 is like, what are you doing for me in the next, like... Yeah, in, like I, in, no. in, like, the following year. Or no, like, I, I think like that's fall. unfair, because I think the way E3 is going now, look at Bethesda. They basically only show stuff that's coming out in the current year. And and at most within the next twelve months. Yeah, but so, sometimes you don't always know what's coming out. You know, Spider Man's coming out. Like and, I, I want to see and, it, but I don't want fifteen minutes like dedicated well, to it. Well, I want to yeah. be fair because we've knocked Sony in the past on this show for showing stuff that's coming out like you know five years from now. And I want to be fair by saying, hey, they're focusing on some games that are probably coming out relatively soon for them. Except for Death Stranding, because that's probably not coming out until at least 2020. Now, if they show up and they announce like a, a launch, uh, a launch date for Death Stranding of like this year or early next, they win. They win E3 forever at that point. But we got an emergency outside here, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but, okay. Yeah. Like I'm ex- Death Stranding has got me like. Hype, man. That yeah. shit just looks so cool, and I don't even know what the gameplay is yeah. gonna be like. Spider Man, I just I know what I'm gonna get with it. It's the in, or Insomniac game, and I'd imagine they're gonna keep it similar to Sunset Overdrive, like with the movement. It's gonna be smooth. It's gonna be fun, and I'm gonna love it. That's what I mean when I say I don't really want to see it. I guess that's sure. not necessarily fair. I just don't think it should be shown in their conference. I feel like that's more of a game to show on the like during the actual like 
E3 part well, where you can well, like, trust play. me, they'll do both. And, and then I know they'll do the second part. I'm just saying in the conference, I I don't need like a 20 minute segment on it. But Death Stranding and uh, The Last of Us for sure, and Ghosts. I I've watched the trailers for it. I don't know what type of game this is gonna be. It's yeah, Samurai I watched trailers too. Yep. But it's like, all right, is this going to be like a For Honor type combat system? Are we going the Neo route? Cause well, Neo was... we, I think we kind of know what we're getting because it's Sucker Punch and they've done the uh, Infamous games. So we're probably going to get something along those lines. Like, And that I, would be cool. I, yeah, I, 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 think, I think the fact that, you know, we know what Insomniac does. We know what they did with Sunset Overdrive. That clued us in a lot to what we're going to see with Spider-Man, right? And, yeah. But, yeah, I... I I personally, the for me, the conferences at E three, I think they intend them to be more about generating excitement rather than providing information. So it's about winning, right? Who yes. are, who wins E three isn't determined by what they show on the floor. It's determined by what happens in these conferences. And oh, it's yeah. about getting people excited. So showing Spider Man there is absolutely going to do that. Yeah. That's going to get people fired up. Go ahead. And, and real quick, Graham, before you... Yeah. I, I have a, a few predictions for some other things I think PlayStation is going to show, but I'll save that for save our predictions. For prediction. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah save we, we have predictions show coming three weeks from tonight. So I, I don't think I don't think these are the only four things we're going to see. Is where no, I'm no, 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 no. That, see, that's what I, I was just going to talk about right now. Because this is saying this is what their main focus is going to be. Because we're still going to see that... Stupid zombie game that I always forget the name. Days gone. Days gone. Days yeah. Two, days, days gone, gone by. Whatever. So, yeah, they're gonna show that because they have to. They've been ramming that down our throats for so long that obviously they're gonna show it. If they don't show it, then they're gonna be like, maybe they'll think this game just went away. Maybe, maybe they think that this game don't exist. So yeah, they're gonna show that. They're gonna show other things. Uh, and I'm gonna like with Steven too about Spider Man. I was reading that there's actually supposed to be a, a big special announcement that go along with Spider-Man. Now, I don't know if that's showing the Spider-Man PS4, which we've already seen or got spoiled. So I, I, I don't know what it is. So I'm guessing that's why it's a big part of it. And because we know that's coming out. Ghost of yeah. Shishima, that looks very interesting. I don't know much about of it. Uh, Last it of Us 2... Cool. Yeah, like they have major titles. When you say these titles, like Death Stranding, that title is huge. It's a Kojima game coming out that we have no idea when's coming out. We really don't know yeah. when Last of Us Two is coming out either. There's so much speculation. So I know E3 will clear up a bunch of this, but I think with Spider-Man, knowing that game is coming out, we got God of War. Mm -hmm. um, what? What was there any other really big exclusives that we got from uh, Sony this year? This year so far, no. Yeah. Okay. So, but like, but everything they've given us recently has been flat out amazing. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they want to just throw this all out right away. Like, they want to keep some of this on like the back burner, right? So, I, I don't think we're going to get all this in a like a a small chunk of time. I think this might be spread out for two years, maybe with Death Stranding three years. So, yeah. So, like, there's gonna be extras. Yeah, I'm definitely I, excited for it, and um, I, I think the earliest we see Death Stranding is 2020. Yeah, I like, bet you it's a launch title with the PS5. You know, I think it the Last of Us Two might be a launch title as well. I, so, I don't. I disagree. Know. I disagree with that. No, Last of Us will be 
they might follow the same cycle that they did with the last generation where the last of us was kind of like the, Just at the end the very yeah. end it was kind of like the swan song of that generation it was the culmination of that generation really it was arguably the best game released during that console generation for either console yeah no it's true so yeah and but when i when you look at this list of four and you know the big and, four i mean we put them in the order we put them in yeah. but you know it's probably xbox is yeah. big four well no um, let me let me do this yeah so <laughs> so we say death stranding last of us two spider-man ghost of tsushima maybe in that order for level of excitement from people and then you match that up against crackdown and um uh, uh, orient the will of the wisps uh, and other you know it's kind of a no contest isn't it yeah absolutely but i think this enables microsoft to surprise us like is there, some, is there some surprises out there that we don't know about there better be, because this fucking... Honestly, this E3 is a little make or break for me and my Xbox. So, all right, let me ask you, Steven. What would you like to see? Games? Like, you don't have... You just I, want exclusives? Well, I want games that can compete with, like, God of War, Spider-Man. Like, all that, like PlayStation offers me variety. Xbox offers me bro-shooter racing games. Okay, that's that's well, what they yeah. get. And you know the the thing is like I can fire up a game I really enjoy on Xbox, right? Like, you know, Halo Five. I've said many times I love that game. I actually really enjoy Sea of Thieves as well. But then I can fire up one of the big time games from PlayStation. And it even has a different look and feel to it. Yeah, yeah. There's like some it's hard to quantify in words yeah, what exactly it has, but it has the it factor. Yes, like, you load up that game and it's just like you feel like you're on a different level right now. Yep. Horizon Zero Dawn. God yes. of War. Hey, fuck, even MLB The Show, like, feels so different than other sports games. Um, But then, like, Persona 5, I'm trying to just... Nino Cooney. All of those games, I... Now, some of those games did come out on the PC. I think Nino Kuni was on... It was on the PC. So it's not entirely exclusive to the PlayStation, but it's a console exclusive for sure. They all have the it factor of it. And Xbox has nothing like that. Yeah, Halo 5 does not have an it factor. Halo 5 is just another Halo game. And when I said before, like, Microsoft, when it comes to, like, services, like Xbox Live, etc., I feel like they've listened to the fans more than any other console maker. And I do feel that way. They've been really receptive with all that type of stuff. But when it comes to games, man, you load up a PlayStation game and you just feel like that was made with attention and detail and like love for the, the content and what they're talking about, you know, and the story and all that stuff. Like there was serious passion put into that game. Whereas, with Xbox, you don't always feel that. In fact, I don't feel nearly as often with Xbox as I do with PlayStation games. Are you guys in the same boat there, or no? Yeah, I'm trying to even think on the 360 where I felt the love and passion. And, man, I'm hard-pressed. Like, Fable, maybe? But even then, Fable felt a lot like some other multi-console games. 
it didn't have a special feeling to it. Um, like Infamous is a good example. Like I don't like Uncharted or the or, or the Last of Us. Or I really I don't like Naughty Dog as a developer. I don't I don't enjoy their games for some reason. But I feel the love and passion, and I know Infamous is not, but Infamous as well. PlayStation has games that you feel like they give a shit about. Okay, even The Last of Us, and I maybe I'm gonna try one more time to give it a a good college try. Um. I promise you guys. I know we have some PlayStation listeners out there that probably want to like string me up for, <laughs> for these comments. I I, I want to like it. I just I don't know. But but there's nothing on like Xbox that makes me think. Oh fuck! Like Gears of War two may have been the last game. Gears of War two was like the my last oh fuck that I can think of, and that may have just been because I got a new HD TV. Back then, I was playing on a little box TV, and then Gears of War 2 came with my HD TV, so I was like, wow, this is cool, more than, like, the love thing. I don't know. I, I so. feel, and, and Graham, I, I, this is where I'll give Nintendo credit, too, because you feel it with their games, too. Yes, Breath of the Wild, for sure, and yeah, Mario. And Mario, and, but I feel like Xbox goes for, like, the Michael Bay effect. Like, they want awesome, you know, but not great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like the difference between a movie like, you know, Armageddon, for example, if you remember that movie. <laughs> like, that's a Michael Bay movie. Or, you know, Transformers, more recently. Michael Bay movie. Uh, you know, it, it, it's fun and it's whatever, but Michael Bay's never going to win Best Director. You know, because it doesn't have the little details that make it truly special. And, you know what, though? Or even big details like story. Um, Xbox as the Michael Bay of, like, the video game world is yeah. such a fitting... It is. ...like, thing. Which is funny, because Uncharted was, like, the set piece, like, King back on PlayStation 3. But they developed big that ass, character. Awesome... Yeah, they did. They had a good story to go along with yeah. it. Yeah. But there's nothing, like, even, like, Halo 5, like, I didn't even beat it. Because um, it, it just didn't hook me enough. But I don't even remember there being that big of set pieces on Halo 5 that were like, damn. Well, I, and how, how much, honestly, like, I love Halo. It's my favorite series. So how much, though, has Master Chief really, really been developed as a character throughout the five Halo games? Zero. Cortana was developed. Cortana. And really, the story driver there was the relationship between Master Chief and Cortana. The, yes. The best Halo game in terms of story was one that didn't have Master Chief in it. Mm, which was Halo Reach. 2 had... Well, Halo, Halo 2, 2 was had, very good, yeah. With the Arbiter, though. The Arbiter was... Yeah, the Arbiter was great. So, but, but, like, God of War. Dom. I mean, Dom wasn't bad. Marcus, though, wasn't very developed. He was a little bit... But no, I'm not saying like, Gears of War. I'm saying God of War. Oh, God of War. God of War. Sorry. I thought you said Different God. story with story development, right? And well, on the new one, not in the old one. Let's be sure. real here. The old one right, but the new one. But, but I'm telling you, though, PlayStation exclusives now are different than kind of what they used to be. Yes. Like they these, learned their lesson. Yeah, these people. games are so well thought out and planned, and they are made with attention and detail and, like I said, love for the, the content and the, the material. And you feel that when you're playing it. And, and and on top of that, the games have a different look to them. They just do. Like, they look better. 
I bet you Microsoft wishes to kept the rights to Mass Effect because that was the first one was an exclusive, and yep. if they if they kept that and the same team, not one that done Andromeda, but if the same team done that, done like another Mass Effect series or like franchise, like a reboot maybe, that then that could have been a great IP, but no, uh, mm-hmm. they shit the bed on that one. Well, the other game that they had too, favorite of mine. That was exclusive to the 360 for the first game was Bioshock. Oh, that was that was Xbox yep. as well, eh? Yep, it it didn't come to PlayStation until two. Hmm. So that's you know, too they've big. They had one, franchises that they could do this with, but those were third party agreements. Like the games we're talking about for PlayStation are all first party developed games. Yeah, and and I don't know if is Microsoft ever going to get to that point. That's the real question. Are they ever going to, like... I say give a shit about their games. I think they do, but I don't think they, like... They haven't found... It almost feels like, why should we care? Because it feels like they don't care. In, in like, a weird way. You know what I... I'm sure I you think guys Phil is trying, I mean? though. I think Phil is trying he is. I think I think Phil Spencer understands what's needed. It's just making that happen. That's sort of difficult, because... Let's face it, with games like JRPGs, like Sony has a much stronger footing there, and so does Nintendo. Yeah. And with, with that rumor genre. has it that he's trying to get some JRPGs for the Xbox system. Give so, me like I said, Bioshock. I mean, not Bioshock, Lost Odyssey 2. Yeah. Yes, and other ones too. Like, no one knows exactly, right? Like, he's, he went on to a trip to Japan and he's looking around and stuff like that. So, I think he's. He knows that he has to deliver something big for E3. So, yeah. the optimist in me, I really think this is going to be a good E3. I really do. For I Nintendo, I hope so. Xbox, and PlayStation. And well, I'm most excited for Bethesda's with their like announcement of yes. having like the longest conference they've ever had. Because I'm praying to God that we get an Elder Scrolls 6. That's my favorite series in the whole wide world. Yeah. Yeah, but and I'm pretty sure they said that's not coming for a while. Because yeah, but they, but they, you're allowed to be an optimist about Nintendo, I'm yeah. an optimist here. <laughs> but Bethesda, Bethesda's the best. Yeah, Bethesda's the best at, at putting up sort of that smokescreen, right? And mm-hmm. they, they're they really good at it. And, and the last two years, they've hit us with games that we didn't even think were even on the radar. And all but of a sudden, I... here it is. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do this year. And again, we'll have our E3 prediction show here in uh, three weeks' time, where we'll kind of hammer through all that. Uh, we know, you know some some other ones are already having like prediction shows. I think it's a little early for that, but we'll uh, we'll let it play out, and we'll we'll do our prediction show three weeks from tonight. So, all right, let's move on, though, guys. All right. From, from PlayStation to um, how Canada has ruined E3 for everyone. You're welcome. No, no, you're <laughs> not Walmart welcome. ruined it. I'm not but a part Canada of it. Canada did as well. I know. So, I, so, like, so I'm, the only one I'm, like, I'm like Tyler's so, scapegoat right now. <laughs> so, so Wal- Walmart Canada mainly Walmart. accidentally posted, Walmart Canada accidentally posted um, a listing of games that revealed a lot of surprises that could be coming in E3 this year. And you know, I'll tell you, when we first looked at it, we're like, this is fake. Because they had one, they had a listing for Forza Horizons, plural, five. 
and you know the upcoming game, which has not been announced but we're sure exists, is Forza Horizon Singular Four. But we've all seen this website, people of Walmart, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that there could be some typos or errors in there. And the more we saw about this this week, especially once Walmart came out, Walmart Canada actually came out and said this happened due to a, quote, glitch. And that these games basically weren't confirmed, but they were just sort of anticipating. Because, you know, they're the... Because <laughs> there's mis- a glitch. Well, there's a glitch so- that yeah. does that. Because right? they're the Miss Cleo of E3. Yeah. yeah. Well, as soon as I but, saw them, that Rage and, and Bethesda, yeah, um, like mm-hmm. posted like they start they brought their Twitter accounts back that hadn't posted in a while to yeah. make jokes about it. I was like, okay, yeah. this is guaranteed, and and if one of them's guaranteed, the likelihood is most of those are guaranteed. Yeah. So Bethesda yeah. responded strongly to uh, Rage Two being on there. Yeah. We also saw Borderlands 3 on there, and, um, you know, something I'm excited about. I'm excited about uh, both those, actually, but for me, also, Gears of War 5, which we know is going to happen, but now the question becomes, is this something, are they going to tease us with something that's a year out, or is this a surprise that Microsoft could come with, because we've all agreed they need to come with something. Yeah, well, my most anticipated game here is is Splinter Cell, but... Yeah, and that's one that actually ticks me off. So this this whole thing actually pisses me off because E3 for me is is fun. And, you know, you get the surprises and you get the really cool stuff that, that these companies have managed to keep under wraps for a long time. And then, you know, some idiot... Walmart. Yeah, and then some idiot changes it. In Canada. Canada. So, we, we love Canada, by the way. We just make fun of Graham. But, <laughs> but, uh, that's why they have me. It's the only reason so... I'm on here. It's like, we need something to make fun of. We, we should find somebody bag. from Canada. Yep. Well, they searched up Canada guy to make fun of, and I was the first one on the search. And so, we found Graham. If you guys are wondering how I ended up on this show, that is how it was. There's so, so no, Graham, no big secret or story. <laughs> so, Graham, I know, I know the games you're most excited about on here are Destiny Comet, which is the code name for Destiny Year <laughs> 2. And also the division two, but aside from those, <laughs> what are you really yes. looking forward to? Well, I know it's coming. I don't know when. Like, there's no time frame for these releases. No, but not Metroid Prime. See, I'm a Nintendo fan. Yes, I. But I'm a big Metroid fan. Um, any other title on here that I really? Uh, I'm very curious about Lego DC Villains. And I'm curious, too, about yeah, the too. Assassin's Creed. Like, I don't know if I would play that game. But now, the big thing got me curious about is, are they back to a yearly iteration now? Like, are they going to go down that same rabbit hole where they keep throwing out, spewing out a title after title year well, maybe, after year? Maybe they follow the Call of Duty format, where they have multiple developers working on these games now. So they can have, like, that two-year cycle, maybe, or three-year cycle. Yeah, that's Maybe possible. Just a uh, how about Just Cause Four? Anybody there? Yeah, those ga- that game's fun for just fucking often. Um, it's so much like the the idea, but I'm surprised more games don't do it. Is having that little parachute that you can like open up and close at like it's so suspension of disbelief 
But it's just fun just traversing the world in that game and just blowing shit up and then traversing the world and blowing more shit up. It's, I have a blast doing it. I never finished the story, but having a blast playing the game for sure. And mm -hmm. honestly, Far Cry could, could use that parachute aspect. And there'd be a yeah. battle royale mode, I bet you. Uh, I'm sure. No, there's no multiplayer. Well, I don't remember multiplayer in Just Cause, but we'll see. But Splinter Cell is definitely my number one on the, on, the, on that. On that uh, so how about what was thing? not on here? Halo. Yep. Elder what Scrolls. You, what do you think? And and Elder Scrolls. Um. Honestly, uh, you 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 talked about this earlier, Tyler, uh, not on the podcast, but before we went live, about Halo probably needing to scrap whatever outline they had going into Halo Six because Halo Five story was just yeah. Eh. And and I think you're right. It's just it's not it's not good i i honestly think it was a mistake not trying to make another like reach or odst type game because i didn't like odst that much but a lot of people did but i loved reach and a a game away from master chief almost is what this series needed a little bit in my mm -hmm. opinion and i think it was a mistake going away from that and focusing so hard on halo 6 but we'll see what happens there's no guarantee that we're not getting it this year no there I isn't just, I still think it might be up their sleeve as a massive surprise. Um, the the more we hear nothing from Microsoft about any sort of games, the more I think we're going to get a huge, huge surprise from them at E3. Yes. So, That's why I'm hoping no more of these bloody leaks come out, because I'm like you, well, Tyler. I would like yeah. to be... Yeah, I'll, I'll go to Walmart Thank Canada. You. Take care of this. I'll, there's a Walmart yeah. next to my shop, but I go to Thank the McDonald's you. every morning. I'm going right. to go in and I'm going to yell at him. And maybe thank I'll go you. slap thank him. You. All right, thank you. <laughs> and express our anger. <laughs> so, but anyway, you're saying you're you're with me that you hate it being spoiled, right? Yes, because yeah. I'm, like, one of the best parts of watching it is getting, like, surprised. Like, when backwards compatibility came out, like, that was, like, wow, like, whoa. Yeah. So, like, I'd like that. So, please, if if any of you guys out there works in these retail and you think, oh, it'd be funny to do this. Because, speaking of leaks, there was another one, which it's really more uh, abstract than this. But a GameStop, uh, supposedly they put up 15 SKUs for uh, upcoming Switch games. So, we don't know which one they are and stuff like that, but it seems like... With the digital age now and people have their phones on there, it's so much easier for it to happen. And maybe there's glitches, I don't know. But I would really like to people to stop doing this if they can. Tyler, yeah. I just want to ask you a question. It's yeah. a little off topic here. Is it actually pronounced SKUs in the retail world? Yes, because... it is. Oh, okay. Skew. Damn it. Yes. Because Graham gets mad at me every time I make like acronyms into like <laughs> word, and so I was really gonna yell at him for this, but I'm no. now I can't do it that. Is skew. So <laughs> nice, nice try. <laughs> but Steve, to your <laughs> earlier point, like with with try, Halo, try like yeah, with Halo, like we were talking about before. You know, I think with Halo Four, three, four, three kind of got the story right, but the multiplayer. I I didn't mind Halo Four multiplayer, Steve. I know you didn't either. Um. I didn't. No, I didn't like it. I, well, you didn't, I didn't, you didn't I like it. it. I just, I just, I was like, eh. It didn't make yeah. me want to come back. Sure. Halo Five, they kind of got they got the multiplayer right, but not the story at all. Yes. So 
they, I, th I think they've kind of sort of gone into the bunker, so to speak, to, to figure out how to get this right for six. And I, and I think it might be something like a Destiny type thing <clears throat> where, excuse me, where we saw when Destiny, the first one, was being planned, they had this whole story for the game. And then, like, people looked at it and were like, this makes absolutely zero sense. Get rid of all of this. So they kind of had to scrap it and redo the entire game in, like, a year. And I think we might be seeing something like that here, where maybe they had the Halo 5 story mapped out into what would, would be Halo 6 and how that story would continue slash conclude. And mm -hmm. they've kind of sort of had to abandon that and redo all of it, and that might have set them back a year. And I hope that's not the case. I hope we get a big surprise and we see Halo 6 announced uh, by Microsoft this year, right? because it is in in the cycle, it's Halo's turn this year. Three-year cycles, this 2018 would be Halo's year, and 2019 would be Gears of War. But I'm almost thinking, based on this, this leak, now we might see gears this year. They might rush it. I hope it's I hope it's rushed in a good way. Just because you know that developers on top of it, the coalition now, right, is what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Because I know they they had one name and they changed it. So I, I hope that they they were just on top of it and they could get the game out in two years, and it ends up being freaking awesome. Yeah, well, with but, the game like Gears, they got to get it right. I don't think they would just rush it and release it if they weren't 100% confident that it was amazing. Because we were talking about it with exclusives, and Microsoft is lacking. If they screw this one up, then they're going to have even less exclusives to depend on, so they have to. What, what do you think is more important? That they get one of these two franchises out this year? Or that it's or that whichever one comes out is great when it comes out. Uh, I think it has to be great. Quality quality over quantity. And Honestly, really? to me it's both. It is well, kind of both. It, but you it's can't both. have both, though. You can't? Why can't you? Well, Why I can't you have three great games coming out? But he, PlayStation it, has done it the last like, you three a, years. He told you you had to choose one. <laughs> you chose both. <laughs> no, I well, because that's what they need. Okay, if I chose one, I'd prefer quality as well. Okay. But but Xbox needs both. Yes, they there's do need no, both. There's no question. Oh, they need both great with, and quantity. Yeah, with Sony launching both Gears or God of War and um, Spider-Man in the same year, can Xbox afford to not launch one of their major franchises this year? No. I don't think they can either. I think they have to with one of these. So... Either that or they have to go all in on a third-party game and make it exclusive to their console, which I don't want to see. Because I think that yeah. sucks for other players. Yes. So, like, you buy a PS4, you know you're not going to play Halo, right? You just do. You buy an Xbox One, you know you're not going to play God of War. You know you're not going to play Infamous. You know you're not going to play Last of Us, etc. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's stuff on Xbox too, right? But, but yeah, you. I mean, well, I could list off Gears of War and you know, Halo and Gears of War and Forza. So it's true. Like I can't but, remember the last exclusive from Microsoft that 
I loved or I really enjoyed or like actually, I, I actually it. very much like uh, Gears of War four. I did, and I really and I liked Halo five quite a bit. Yeah, my it goes way back further net for me. Um, I don't even know actually. And, and I do enjoy Sea of Thieves. And I'll say that again. So I, I know I'm back. probably in the what's that? I said I'm still going back. Yeah, I, I, so, I haven't figured any. And, and I'm not saying that just because I have an Xbox One. Like, I have both consoles. And, yeah. you know, truth be told, I've played the PlayStation 4 a lot more lately. Steve, I know you have too. You've said that. But, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we all have. And, Honestly, and, and recently, the Switch. Recently, Tyler, I, I think I noticed this, is, is my Xbox has solely been used for party chat. I don't... <laughs> I can't think of a game I played longer than like an hour. We played NHL, but that was that was not an hour. No. <laughs> um, I mean, last week I did stream some Fortnite and some other stuff, but none of that was consecutive. And and honestly, it's mostly been party chat. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. There was a time where I got home like from work or whatever, and and I the, like the first thing I do is fire up the Xbox One. And that hasn't been the case so much lately. It hasn't been the case at all. I, I'm much more likely to turn on the PlayStation. So, you know, it, it's not about preferring one over the other or cheering for one over the other. I, I want them both to be awesome. Because that's what makes gaming great. And that's what makes both consoles better. If both of them are great, it makes both of them better. Because they push each other. And I just really hope Microsoft brings something to the table this year. I think they're going to. Like, I have a lot of faith in Phil Spencer. They're going to have something this year that's going to, I think, blow us away. Kind of have faith, man. Yeah, and, and they've, they've managed to pull surprises on us in Microsoft, on the Microsoft Conference for the last couple of years. In fact, remember last year on this show, we basically said Microsoft, out of the major console makers, had the best conference. So, I'm hoping that's the case again this year. We'll see. I, I'm, you know, who knows. Yeah. But all right, let's uh, let's move on from there to uh, more Xbox news. So, on that note, Xbox is currently hiring for a new first-party franchise. They're hiring developers. They're listening already. <laughs> yeah. So too and, little, too late, though. Maybe. You know what? What kind of game would it take to get you to change your tune on Xbox? Because we don't want another shooter. We don't want another racing game. We know that. What What would it take for you to kind of change your tune and say, you know, this is a lineup that can stand up against what Sony has right now and compete? For personally, for me, it would be a single player open world adventure game. Something like. Like kind of along the lines of God of War, Breath of the Wild, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, maybe somewhere around there. That's personally that's what I would like to see. Yeah, that's kind of the genre they're missing right now, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I think. I right? mean, that and JRPGs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Steve. Well, um, well, there's no one game. There's no one. They need three at least, at the minimum. Okay, maybe two. But I, I actually I do agree with Graham. I would like a open world um, action adventure type game a la Breath of the Wild or God of War. 
or Horizon Zero Dawn. It's just, it's it's honestly the game type I think appeals to the most people when it comes to that. Though I do think they also need a Last of Us or Uncharted type game. It's too bad, well, for Xbox as the company, but it's great for everyone else that uh, Tomb Raider is not exclusive because that is arguably one that could compete against like Uncharted for, per se. Um, but I, they need a, they need their own Last of Us. I think they tried with Quantum Break, but it wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like amazing. You know, we haven't mentioned State of Decay too. No, that's not it. It's but, but that, no that way. is an exclusive though. And it is. It is. But so was Sea of Thieves, and that wasn't it. And we know it's next gen though, so it it could be really good. You don't know. It could be. It could be. Yeah, as, I hope dude, it is. I don't want any game to suck. Graham, Graham, if I had to ask you right now. You're gonna you bet. Will. You're gonna. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you're gonna bet a certain amount of money right now that State of Decay Two is going to win the day for Microsoft and make people forget about God of War and Spider Man Two this year. Now, how much? Well, not, how much would you bet? I did not. How much that. money? You have. You have to pick a dollar amount. How many dollars would you put down? In how many? Canadian, how many Graham? Canadian how many Canadian loonies, <laughs> Graham? Would you One. put down? <laughs> One. Okay. That says so, something. I mean, yeah. my question with that is too is like over under eight point five. So that's thirty thirty cents American. For review. Um, I'm gonna say over under. under I'm gonna say under. I see that game as a seven five to an eight. Graham. Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna go with Tyler. I'm gonna go with eight. I, I think eight is is reasonable. Yep. As well, and I almost said over under eight, but you know it could surprise to get an eight point five. But think about it, like Horizon. I'd like for it to. Horizon was what a nine and nine and some change 9. from a lot of places. or something. I think. Yeah, yeah. War like, was a ten. Um, let me and let's let's set an over under on Spider Man. I think a fair over under there is nine point five. Yeah, and I think I'd say nine point six. I think over. If we're yeah. only counting IGN, if you're counting all <laughs> of them, okay. Then well, because again, I mean. <laughs> How many weeks in a row can we say this? But there's going to be sites that are bringing down like the Metacritic score just for right. clicks. Just for clicks, um, sure. But we're talking the major ones, right? So, major, yeah. yeah. I, I think, shit, I would say at. Probably, I, I maybe Optimus says over, Realist says really fucking close, but probably under just overall mean score. But the fact is, <laughs> you said... We set the over-under for Spider-Man at 9.5, and we set it for State of Decay 2 at 8.5. Yeah, and 8.5 was, like, was reaching. Was, Honestly, was generous, was yeah. Probably, probably the fairer yep. version. And, like, Crackdown, like, my over-under for that game right now <laughs> yeah. is, like, 7. <laughs> yep. And I'm not, Honestly, if they can change that to make that game, if that game comes out at, like, an 8.5, and, and a 9 yeah. would be, like, amazing for that game, that is one game that helps turn the tables. Then if you if you bring out a open world like God of War esque game and then maybe like a like Alan Wake two as a, oh, a good Alan Wake huh. two, then then you're talking. Then you're yeah. talking. And if you throw Fable in there as well, and Fable can't be that open world game. I don't I don't think it's Fable's a good game, but it's not God of War esque. A lot of people you yeah. need a, a new open world title. Mm-hmm. But if you bring those three games out and four with Fable, then, then now you're now you're fucking talking. Now I can be like, all right, all right. It's worth it. It's worth all buying right. an Xbox 
Right now, I'd say it's not. I, if you don't have an Xbox already, I, I, I wouldn't say it's worth buying an Xbox. It's my yeah. personal thoughts. I mean, but... it's hard to make the argument for it because the best games you can play on it are... Old? Yeah. <laughs> Most of them you play on PC? Yeah. Like, well, all of them. You... All, the, all the exclusives you can pay, play on PC. Oh, I, I meant like backwards compatible from the 360 days. Okay, yeah. Um... Yeah, and, and like PlayStation, like buy a PlayStation. Like, okay, yeah, the graphics are a little better on the Xbox just because it's just more powerful. But that's not worth it to me because you get way better games on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Way better. If you're well, buying one right now, buy a PlayStation. This kind of ties in. Yeah, this kind of ties in, guys, to kind of sort of the last thing I wanted to touch on. We've already talked about some of the types of games that Xbox needs in order to really compete again with Sony, but the last thing I want to touch on here in news is that, you know, during the EA investor call, you know, they kind of revealed some sales numbers and Microsoft hates this because they don't reveal their console sales numbers for a reason. But Xbox One has sold uh, just over 30 million units so far. That's including your One X sales, by the way. Um, compared to over 70 million PlayStation 4. So the gap has actually grown. It used to be like 2 to 1. It has grown beyond that at this point. And I you know, I think when we talk about the, the console wars, I think we're asking the wrong question. A lot of people are asking the wrong question at this point, which is, like, how does Xbox catch PlayStation? They're not going to catch PlayStation in this generation. That was decided like three years ago. Yeah, they need to set up for the next generation, yes. if there even is a next generation in the same sense. So and I don't the, think there is. So here's the question. I'll let you go. Here's the question. Are they on the right track to close the gap? No. Not even close. Well, Not at the moment. So I'll, I'll say yes and no, because I think in terms of like the service side of it, like the Xbox Live side of it, I think they're doing some really good things there. Well, on the system too, right? Yeah, with the system. I mean, they have the the most powerful console out there right now. But I think we're proving that it's really about the games, isn't it? Yes. And honestly, how much has changed from last generation? Like, okay, sure, backwards compatibility, but you could buy a lot of original Xbox games on the 360. So to me, like, minus Games Pass... What's changed? Um, recently, not a whole lot, but since 2014, quite a bit. I mean, within, like, Xbox Live. But so, how, though? Like, like online hasn't changed that much. Um, honestly, it's just been basically, like, overhaul of, like, how it looks. And, yes, I think Xbox looks better menu-wise than well, PlayStation. Well, no, they, they've added the new features, and they created that site where people gave ideas of things they wanted. Um, not just, like, which backwards compatible games they wanted, but, like, other features that they wanted as well. And, and Microsoft's been pretty responsive about adding those in over the last few years. So, I mean, I'm not going to say they've done nothing. They've actually done a decent amount there. But, ultimately, it comes down to the games that you have. And, and I think it's not just games... I think it's games and it's price. So, yeah, the Xbox One X is fantastic, but it's also $500. 100 bucks and, more than a PS4 Pro. Yeah, you can get any PlayStation. You can get the best PlayStation out there for $100 cheaper than that. So, pr- 
price matters. And this is what crushed Microsoft at the beginning of this generation. And you think they would have learned, but they didn't. And remember, a year ago right now, Graham, you remember, we were all basically like begging Microsoft on this show to put out the One X, well, the Scorpio at that point, for $400. Yeah, yes. I I remember that. I was listening back then. Yeah. I, we I'm begging them to put it out for $400. Not because we wanted to save 100 bucks, but because we thought that would be really impactful. I think yes. I predicted 500 I'll be honest with you. You did. No, and, and I think you guys thought that 500 was like what was going to happen, all of you, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I remember being like, yeah, $400 seems like the correct price and anything more. Like, you honestly have to take the loss. A little bit. Um, so like, but then again, it would have been easier to take the loss if they had games that were actually out yeah, that made kinda. it worth it, and they didn't, and that was part of the problem. Yeah. But do you think not only not only should they learn from 2013, but they should have learned from last generation too, because you know, Sony launched PlayStation 3. First of all, it was a year after the 360, which hurt them dramatically, but. Second, it was dramatically more expensive. And part of that's because it had the Blu-ray drive in it, which yes. is new technology at that point. Yep. But it was still a lot more expensive. And I think that might be part of why Sony's a little hesitant to include the 4K drive in their console now. I think they still might be feeling that a little bit from back then because they bought in to that new tech. Back then when... Really, in 2006, still, like, the amount of people that had HD sets at that point was not that great. Like, the percentage for, like, penetration was not that high. So, I think they might be a little hesitant to that. I think it's misguided at this point. But I think that's part of it. But Microsoft should have learned from all of that and, and said, you know, price matters a lot. And if you're going to charge more, you damn well better have the better library of games to play. And they don't. So, we'll, I mean, we'll find out a lot more around E3, guys. Anything, anything yes. else to add for that before we wrap that up? No, honestly, I, I just feel guilty because I've been just beating the shit out of Microsoft in the last uh, six or seven episodes. And, like, I, again, I, I can't stress this enough. Like, I love my Xbox. Yeah. I just... PlayStation has the better games. And I honestly wish I loved my PlayStation as much as I love my Xbox, because then I'd play all those games to completion, probably. <laughs> it's just it's just shitty. I, I hope Microsoft succeeds, and I hope... I, but I also hope Sony comes out with some more stuff than they say they're going to. And I just want everyone to win. You know, because... Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> well, and... Early on, like, the, if you go back all the way back to the early, early, early episodes of, of this show, we we used to knock Sony for not having any games. It's true. They used to announce games, like, seven years out. Yeah. They didn't have anything, and they talked about all this stuff that was coming, but it's, it's pretty clear at this point they were playing the long game, and they're winning. Yep. Because they put the time in to develop these games, and when every single one comes out, with maybe the, well, not maybe, the exception of the Order 1886. 
like every other game has been pretty much a game of the year contender. And really, the order wasn't even that bad. What did it get, like, eight or seven and a half or seven, something like that? I don't know, yeah, somewhere in there. The only reason people, like, shit on it, and rightly so in my opinion, but it was, like, four hours long. You can't yeah. charge $60 for a four-hour game. No, that's you can't. Yep. That's, uh, that's two movies, so $40 max. Yep. No, I agree. But even that game wasn't reviewed that badly overall. And I remember the the feedback on that game it was like it looks fantastic it's just super short which sounds a lot like rise on the xbox one yep. except i'll bet you the order is a better game than rise probably except rise so, did have a kind of interesting story a little bit it's just you all know how much but, i love completing stuff so well but a lot of the qte and it's really repetitive and all that stuff yeah gameplay did turn me off to that yeah first but the, the story was not bad but that's just has more to do with me loving like Greco-Roman like mythology and its era sure. than liking the game. Yeah. All right, we're losing Graham here, so we got to move on. Graham's already like <laughs> thinking about how to ruin next year's E3. So, um, or how best to <laughs> de- defend Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go into deals, everybody. Now in store, yeah. and we'll start yeah. with yeah. Xbox. So, games of gold this month. Or actually, it's going to release it first. So we got City Skylines, Natural Disasters coming out on the 15th. We got Hitman Definitive Edition also on the 15th. And State of Decay 2, um, that big release Graham's talking about, that's going to make us forget all about Sony. And will be available on Game Pass. <laughs> it will forget. be available on Game Pass, which is pretty awesome. True. So that's, that's my parents' something. birthday, too. <laughs> Both In case of them? you're wondering. Both of them. That's amazing. That yeah, is impressive. That and is her anniversary is on the same day. No, Wait, shut up, Graham. You're yeah, such a liar. True. No, it's true. That's awesome. Well, happy anniversary birthday to Graham's parents if they're listening. Yeah. Your parents should be listening, Graham. We're amazing. Yes. <laughs> Graham's, yes, Graham's parents. We, we love you for bringing Graham to us. Nintendo loves you more. I can that, assure but... you. <laughs> Nintendo appreciates you, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> no pessimism at all, but... I assure you, my parents are not listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but anyway, State of Decay 2 on the 18th. Uh, you get that with Xbox Game Pass, which is actually, you know, we've, like Steve said, we've kind of crapped on Xbox a little bit. But let's let's be fair. A little bit. Getting exclusive games on, on launch day via Game Pass is pretty that's, awesome. That's awesome. That's it, huge. It is. Great that, that's like so. getting God of War for free when it released. Yeah, like that's going to happen. But that's so what I mean. It's, that's, it's the yeah. one like thing, that, that's the one thing Microsoft does is it feels like they actually kind of give a shit about you with their service, just not with their games. Yeah. Yep. Whereas Sony's the opposite. But State of K2 might be amazing. We'll, we'll see. Maybe. And we're probably going to do our first uh, spoiler cast about State of K2. And that'll probably come the week before E3, everybody. So... I'll give you All a little right. spoiler. I'm going to hate zombies. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, Games of Gold. Uh, Super Mega Baseball 2. You can still get that May 1st through the 31st. And starting next week on the 16th, you can get Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Uh, free with uh, Games of Gold. So, that's pretty awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the last Hideo Kojima game you'll ever see on the Xbox. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> well, well, first of all, it takes them like 12 years to make one. And that's true. 
Yeah. So and now he's got a Sony deal, and, and I remember. Do you remember last year when they like, or last year or the year before, when they announced him? I think year before. In their conference, and it was like, literally, it was like he, like the only person who might, and I stress the word might, get a bigger entrance as if like God Himself appeared on the Sony stage. I'd say it was, it was like That's he was true. four or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So. But it, it was something to see. So, yeah, I agree with you, Steve. That's probably the last uh, Kojima game we're going to play. Um, but it was a masterpiece. It was great. It was fantastic. Like, it was a great game, though, too. So, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely check that out. But PlayStation games, you know, we'll go right into that. Uh, releases, all those games that Tyler mentioned, but for the first time, one of them is not coming to PlayStation, which is State of Decay. But the other two, Hitman and Cities, are coming to PlayStation. But as well... You have Dragon's Crown Pro and Forgotten Annie on the 15th of May to check out. And for free games for the month, if you are a PS Plus member, uh, Beyond Two Souls and Rayman Legends. And then, so Graham, you want to tell us about Nintendo? Oh, I sure do, because there is a big title. Huge. No, that's, I've, I haven't played this game because this game really didn't appeal to me. I kind of like it at this time it's remastered it is hyrule warriors definitive edition will be coming to the nintendo switch uh this game was just the wii u i think i don't think it was on the ds so that uh, you can pick that up at may the 18th uh on the 17th you can get the banner saga and then on the 15th seems like i'm going backwards here you can get Battle Chasers Night War, and that will be on the 15th of May. That's what I got. All right, Take let's move into <laughs> questions. Steve, what do you got for us? Stan. All right, first question. Uh, we'll go with Stan from Facebook. Ask, does it seem like games are getting easier to beat? Now, okay, I don't... I'm going to say yes because... I'm just going to compare it to the old school days where you had three lives, no saves, which which it's understandable now without long games taken, stuff like that. But yes, like even God of War, that's a good example. I played it on uh, the next one up from normal. I think that's what it was. Was it Steven? We talked about this. No, you played on normal. Oh, I played on normal. Yeah, which you just thought you were better than you were. Th- there should be a little bit of a challenge to it, but besides two bosses, I I went through it relatively easy. Um, so yeah, I've and there's other games now too where it just seems like they are easier to beat. They're not like like devastating. Like I remember playing games and you'd have like so many continues or so many lives. Like Nintendo and Super Nintendo, those are good examples. And yeah, th- those games are hard. And most games that I played back then on the re- regular NES, I didn't beat because they're just so bloody hard. So I, but there's still some games come out, but I think they try to like stay away from making it ridiculously hard. Because like, um, uh, I can't think of that game right now. The one based on the 30s cartoons. Cuphead. Oh, Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah. Because that game was super difficult, and then mm-hmm. they had to like revamp. It's like, okay, we need to make an easier mode because people yeah. are going to be turned away from this game being too difficult. 
I remember so, during during development of that game, Phil Spencer kept saying like he he would visit their studio and be like, "You got to dial down the difficulty on this, guys." And then we got the release version, which had dialed down, and it was still really hard. So sorry, yeah. go ahead. But it did have an easy mode, so you can't fully <clears throat> say that. Yeah. Like, the- well, that's what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, they they make it easier. Uh, and like even sorry, I'm gonna pick another example. Is like Fallout. Now they have like survival. So if that game was like survival right from the beginning, like that game would be super hard, but they stay away from that. And then there's other games where you only have one life, and if you die, then you start right from the beginning. But yeah. they see this as kind of a turnoff, so they, they are deliberately making games easier, I think. I, I, I agree partly. I think games give you more options. And what you can't be pissed at people for wanting options. No. Um, the only games that, like, that don't are the Dark Souls series, the Soulsborne series, and Neo, because that was in the in the same genre. Where like you can't turn the difficulty down, and they're hard as fuck. Well, until you learn the the mannerisms of the game. Um, but most games at, have option levels. And to be honest, to try and complete more games, I've been turning the game on easy. Like Dark Souls is Dark Souls, and I love those games, and I like how hard they are. But there are certain games where it's like. This is just stupid how hard and it's so contrived. Uh, Call of Duty, most of those campaigns, it's like, why play on veteran? It's so dumb. They just throw enemies at you until you reach a certain point in the level. That's dumb. Uncharted, same way. The story's cool. The gameplay sucks. And I don't want to play this on hard. And that's my thing. So, yeah, I think games are a little easier to beat, but I think you have the option of making games difficult as fuck. Um, for the most part. And then there are still those games, and people appreciate them, like Dark Souls, where they're just hard. And you can't change it. But they're still fun. And honestly, Dark Souls, you can um, make it a little easier by just summoning people. So, you you do have a, a little yeah. bit of choice. <clears throat> so, I'll, I'll and, go real quick. Uh, yeah. You know, I think in a vacuum, the answer to that is yes. Uh, games are a lot easier to beat today. But people have changed, too. And when we think back to, like, the original NES or even the generations right after that or right after that, you know, since then, you know, we've started to talk about people have shorter attention spans, right? We're used to getting information super fast and not being as patient for things and not being as willing to work as much for things in terms of, like, getting information and getting feedback on things really fast. We're, we're We're used to now, like, just being able to, like, go on our phone search for something and have instant answers right so i think that translates to gaming too like you know instant gratification things like that you know i think a lot of people value that and to i think if you put out games and that had the difficulty of games 30 years ago nobody would want to play them and now when you see games like dark souls that just have a like set difficulty to them they're valued and they're unique but the reality is like that's how almost every game was back in the day and the the other thing that makes a difference now too is back then there were no updates to games and now you get to put in plug in as many updates as you want fix things do this do that so games had to be more thorough and refined and finished at launch than they do now so I think more detail, more attention to detail was paid to those games back then. And they were just harder because they were more 
polished and finished and and the challenge level was just different so it, it's not yeah. good or bad i'm not saying it's bad it's just what it is. it is yeah, yeah. and I, I i'll i'll ask then based on how it how it is now are you guys happy with the fact that there's no cheat codes anymore because if you remember, like, every game yeah. back in the day had cheat codes, and most of them were to make the game easier, like invincibility, like unlimited ammo, a dope-ass gun, or just, like, funny. But now there's no cheat codes. And, like, GTA still kind of keeps it alive a little bit, but I actually don't remember punching in any cheat codes for GTA Five. Four was the last one I thought had cheat codes. I could mm -hmm. be wrong. Remember, but, yeah, you'd bring up your phone and you'd codes? dial up and then a helicopter would appear out of nowhere? Yeah. I love that, that awesome. shit. Yeah. Do you guys miss cheat codes? Um, no. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's kind of a cool, fun thing in games. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I like feeling like I beat a game, you know, not needed to take a shortcut or cut a corner to do that. But, but is playing on easy any different than using a cheat code to give you unlimited health or... No, like, it's just you use a cheat code at the beginning. Yeah. You know, so and you, I mean. and you don't like, and you don't have to remember letters and numbers. True, you just or select just easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of replaced that, I guess. And I remember we don't have like the Nintendo Power Hotline anymore. Yeah. Yeah. To call, Graham, did you ever call that? No, I never called okay. it. Okay. My mom would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they charge so, you like what, like three bucks, like every minute. Three was, bucks a minute or yeah. something. I think it might yeah. have even been more than that. Yeah, it could have been more but, than that. Yeah, that may have been generous. It's Nintendo after if all. It, if any of our listeners, if you have, uh, if you got the old Nintendo Power and you still have some copies laying around, look it up and let us know. Uh, you know, the gaming podcast at gmail.com. We'd appreciate that. Or head on over or on Discord or, or Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, di Facebook or Discord. Let us know there too. Uh, the, the Gaming Hub forums on Facebook. Or on uh, Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub, and you can find the link to our Discord there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do remember that being a thing, the hotline. That's no longer a deal because you can just go look anything up on YouTube. So, yep. But anyway, uh, what do we got next? All right, uh, Skyler asked, we, we kind of touched on this earlier, but he asked, uh, What video game protagonist do you think has had the best character development throughout their franchise? Hmm. There's a few. Uh, I'm gonna just go quickly choose one. I'm gonna say Lara Croft. Mm, um, okay. There's actually even comparison videos where you can see how she changed over the years. How she went from triangles to the better okay, shapes. That's not character <laughs> development, Graham. That's but, just like crap. That's polygon development. <laughs> yeah, but 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 with that came her character too. And like as the new reboot franchise came. They really like dug deep into character yeah. development. Yes, I say like, between the, the the two new games and what I assume will be the third game, they've developed her character quite well. I don't compare her character to like the polygon triangle boob era. era. <laughs> That's not, I don't I don't think that counts. Well, but, it's a character oh, being developed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or maybe. Listen, it's my answer. Sure, you can yeah. have your answer. You're wrong, but yeah. Okay, Steve, what's yours? Kratos. I mean, okay. like, from the first... And I say three, I know there was like ten, but the first three God of War is like the main games. One, two, and three, and then in this new one. Like, Kratos has been developed. And honestly, like I said this in the YouTube videos, if you if you watched, 
there's a general feeling of like he's the same character but 20 years in the future mm-hmm. and a lot of games don't do that very well yeah. like you know it's kratos but it's also kratos as like the he's like mellowed out a little bit but he's mm-hmm. still kratos and he's still kind of a douche but you like you love him for it he has developed more than any character i can think because master chief not so much no. and we like we talked and about her marcus or, phoenix yeah. not hardly at all yeah, yeah. Dom, right? Dom was the character development of yeah. the series. Yeah. And I, if you can sum up Kratos in the new God of War in word and word, it would be, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. but that doesn't change his development. That no, right. no, but that, no, I'm, just, I'm what, just saying. I'm just but saying. see, the fact that he says that, though, is why I'm like, that's that's why it still goes back to his olden days. He was like the yeah. cocky, like douchey, you know, listen to me type. I'm protagonist. gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, even call, I don't, I hesitate to call him a protagonist. He was more like an anti-hero, in a way. Anti-hero. So that's that's me. I, I don't know about I, I don't know about you, Tyler. So for me, like when I saw this question, the the first game that popped into my head it was a game I hadn't thought about in a while, but I played, finished, uh, was the last Max Payne game. And you know when when we saw that the last game that came out. You know, Max Payne was a character that was... Fast forward again into the future, Steve, like you're talking about. And that character was relatively broken and, you know, defeated in a lot of ways. And and you saw that character sort of fighting through his demons through the course of that game. And it made the game more impactful because it is character development. And it's a very different experience to to see that protagonist fighting through that in that way. So... I like games like that. Kind of the same reason I like seeing what some movie franchises do when they revisit a series, you know, 10 to 20 years later to see where that character is at now because they shouldn't be like the ass-kicking character they were 20 years ago. They should be different. And to see that is is kind of cool and it, it presents a new dynamic to the game. So that's fine. That was just the first one I thought of. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. I, I didn't really get much thought to it, but Kratos definitely popped out. Yeah, sure. What do we got? All right, uh, next question. Brian asks, name a game you immediately regretted buying. Destiny. Uh, not Destiny, sorry. Well, no, not immediately. The Division. Okay. Okay. Mine was Brink. Um, it, it looks so awesome. It's just ahead of its time, I think. It would have been good if it came out like now. It just, it was trying too much back on the 360 to be any good, and it wasn't worth 60 because it didn't work. So that was for sure my game. But yep. Division's a good answer as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve, you took mine. <laughs> Brink. Oh, I, never, yeah. I, I never I played you, it. Yeah. I didn't know you tried that game. Yeah, you know, it was just, you know, it had so much hype around it, and then you get your hands on, and you're just like, oh, this is it. It didn't work. No, it didn't. It was just, yeah, it was terrible. And, and yeah, it was unfortunate. Like, grab the division. Like, my disappointment in the division now is equal to yours. But early on, I didn't mind the game at all. Um, I like the beta more than anything. I know. I know. Beta, I didn't like it. Yeah, I actually like the release version fine. Um, now I hated it. You know, later on when I played it, when you go into the dark zone, because there's just so much trolling that goes on in there, and I... And I I can't stand that. Like, I have nothing, I have no problem with, you know, a player getting the better of me in a multiplayer area. Like, that's fine. That happens, whatever. But when it's just, 
since you're like trolling and it's just stupid like that's no fun and and i want nothing to do with that so yeah that like i liked the the sort of campaign aspect of the division but once it got into the the dark zone i was done with yeah. that so anyway we got All time right. for one more yeah next question uh dz from discord okay. asks, uh do you think game devs have spent too much time on side quests and have sacrificed other aspects of the main story? What games, if any, have done side quests well? Mm. I have I have an answer to the second question. Um, uh, oh shit, Sunset Overdrive. I was yeah. reaching for the name. Did side quests very well. I loved the side quests in that game. They didn't feel like fetch quests, and they were just fun. They were like, they were most of them were pop culture written like references. Yep. Um, I remember there was a Breaking Bad reference. There was absolutely a Lord of the Rings reference, among other things. And that game had great side quests. Skyrim, mm-hmm. on the other hand, has some those radiant quests or like fetch quest glory, or they're just randomized shit to keep you busy. And Fallout Four for sure has the same type of quest, where it's like, hey, go here, steal these three things or 500 gold worth of stuff and then come back well okay and it just sends you to some random ass house like that's not that's not doing it well but i don't think game devs have spent too much time on side quests i i can't think of any any game that had great side quests but the main story suffered it seems like they have a great main story and then if they have time they add good side quests like the witcher sunset overdrive etc so, so, I mean, that's just my thoughts. Real, real quick, uh, the first game that popped in my head was Sunset Overdrive as well, but you kind of covered that. So, I'm also going to throw out Grand Theft Auto V. I thought the side quests in that were pretty fun. Like, they oh, were yeah. they were different. There's a lot of variation. They seem to be well thought out and more designed around just hanging, having fun in the game. And, like, I really enjoyed that, and it makes me really look forward to Red Dead Redemption 2 this fall. So, Graham, anything? Uh, yes, I was trying to think and uh, try to come up with ones. I, I know there's a few ones, but uh, one off the top of my head, I'm going to say Breath of the Wild, um, because it wasn't like, go get this, fetch this kind of thing, and you didn't have to like go really long distances to achieve them, and they kind of got you to explore more, and I'm sure there's ones out there that I didn't even see as well. So I feel like that one done it... Uh, very very good um what else oh but no like i don't think they've because like i've thought that too i'm like all right they should have focused more on the main story but i think they just bring in more people and they're you're like okay you're gonna work on like side quests and stuff like that because for the most part they seem like they're really well done and stuff like that and they're just not like thrown in there like i know some games where what comes to mind is kind of an Assassin's Creed where you got to collect all these stupid little things way up in these certain areas, which, like, I kind of got tired. I, well, I didn't even really play it. I watched somebody do it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to do this. So, uh, yeah, that's my uh, quick answers there. All right, cool. Well, that's all the time we have for questions this week, everybody. So thank you for sending them in. Continue to send them in because we kind of keep a list of questions. And even if we don't get to it the week you ask it, we very well may ask it on the next episode or the one after that. So Never know. Yeah. 
So thank you for sending those in. Appreciate it. Please continue to do that. And if you're listening to the show and would like to have your question around the air, feel free to join our community. We'd love to have you. Head on over to Facebook. Uh, the Gaming Hub Forum's there. Head on over to Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub. When you're there, you can click on the links for either Facebook or Discord. Those are the, probably the best ways to get questions in. But you can also submit them via uh, Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub. Follow us there. We'd appreciate it. We put a lot of stuff up on YouTube as well. We'd love to have you come and subscribe to us there. And that is uh, the Gaming Hub Podcast on YouTube. So please check us out there. Hit subscribe. We'd really appreciate that as well. So that's hey, going to do it. Don't, don't forget YouTube. Check out our YouTube content. Yeah. And there's tons yeah. of links down below in the description too. So it makes it easy to find all these uh, locations where you can find yes. us and comment and uh, follow along. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for episode number 95, everybody. We thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate that. We'll be back next week with episode number 96 of the Gaming Hub. Until then, for Graham and Steve, I'm Tyler saying thank you again for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good Mother's Day, everyone. And play some great games. Happy Mother's Day.